today's episode is brought to you by nothing because I haven't done enough of these to have a sponsor. Welcome to the Kyle and Friends Podcast, Season 2, the first episode of 2020. Welcome to my co-host today, Jordan Case, everybody. Hey, how's everybody doing? Last week of July, finally doing it. Yeah, last week of July, finally doing this thing. This is... I'm a little bit embarrassed that it's been seven months into 2020, and I haven't done anything with this podcast. Some people, all they did was podcast, so I mean, good on you for... Good job, Bad Christian, and other, and the Quench. If you're still podcasting, but maybe not, so sorry if you're not. But first today, let's talk childhood snacks. That's broken. All right, okay over there. Yeah, I'm good. Childhood snacks. I saw I saw this thing on Instagram the other day about uh, it was like a, a regular ham and cheese sandwich and floppy bread, you know. And it, well, I mean, like not non-toasted, so just, oh, just like bread. <laughs> and it was like I'm using that. This was the one thing in the summertime when we were kids that always got stuck to the roof of your mouth, Ugh. and you had to work hard with your tongue to get that thing off. Bro. And I was like, dude, some that was one of the best things. Or like Doritos on your sandwich mm-hmm. on a hot summer day at the public pool mm-hmm. when you just got done swimming for for two hours. Mm-hmm. The best. Yeah. What were your childhood snacks, bro? bro you told me the story. It reminded me of when I was in first grade and. We ran out of lunch time, and I had a bunch of Fig Newtons, and I crammed four Fig Newtons in my mouth, and they all stuck to the roof of my mouth, and I panicked. Cause Fig Newtons were life, dog. They were. I, I didn't have enough space to, like, get a finger in there, and, like, I started gagging, and I was, like, freaking out. I think a teacher had to come help me. I'm sorry. You brought back. You just triggered me with that. I'm but sorry. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, childhood snacks. Uh, Nutter Butters. Those were, like, a treat, bro. I couldn't, well, dude, I couldn't hardly get in really peanut butter anything. No, that's like my Until go-to. Until I turned like 29. <laughs> now I'm like, all right, I got to have peanut butter in this banana smoothie. Yeah. Yeah, like Nutter Butters were like few and far between, but like pep, the little pizza Lunchables. See, I didn't have that. No, those were special. I was on reduced lunches. I'm, think, I'm thinking about, yeah, maybe you're right. I'm thinking about like the special ones. Like I rarely got them, but when I got them, I remember them. Yeah, I remember the I remember the times where I used to have a little extra money and I would do an a la carte lunch. So I got like chicken strips and like a little thing of cheese sauce. Uh, that was one of the one of the good days. Man, that day just set it up. Graham crackers with milk. Did you ever have graham crackers with milk? No, is you that a thing? Yeah. Man, I missed out. No. Get, get you some cinnamon graham crackers. Mm-hmm. Crunch them up a little okay. bit so you have some pieces. Pour some milk over that. Oh, it's like like Teddy Graham cereal. It's like Teddy Graham cereal right there, only way cheaper. What about Golden Grams? Is it like Golden Grams? Honey, yeah, Golden Grams. All right. But I would always dump a bunch of, bunch of sugar on it. I bet it's a lot cheaper than Golden Grams, too. Way cheaper. But like I said, I would always put a bunch of sugar in mine. Yeah. Because, you know, I was an unhealthy child. Knock off uh, Doritos. Did you ever get those? Like at Walmart? Knock off Doritos? They no. Were, they were bad. Well. And, like, they would go stale really quickly. But I would break through and still eat them because, you know, my dad was cheapskate. Mm. I guess, you know, whatever. <laughs> summer birthdays, though. What about those? You don't have a summer birthday, though. I don't. I was born towards Christmas. Oh, so you threw snowballs outside with your friends. No, I didn't have friends. <laughs> no, the last time, it, last time there was a good enough snow was 1998. So, I mean, it's been 
couple decades since we had a good snow. The last the last good snow I remember was like 2000 and at least here in Kansas, the last good winter snow was like in 2006, 2005 or something like that. Oh. I remember that. I I don't know. I my birthday is December, so I always just remember I had one plus one Christmas gift. I could just pick a Christmas gift to uh, unwrap. Was what the way they did it with me? That was lame. It's kind of a bummer because it's like you don't ever you can't like spread out your gifts. Like my brother had a birthday in April, which was decently far away, but it was like you just get like a nice mid-year treat or whatever, you know. That's lame. It is lame. It's the worst. You didn't get to have sleepovers with your friends because it's still the school year. Yes, yeah. I would like I'd take a treat to school sometimes, but yeah, you can't do like pool parties or yeah, slumber parties or nothing. I'm sorry, I was about to. Yeah, don't be born in the winter. I was born in June. So yeah, say, good for you. Snow, not snowball, water gun fights, sleepovers, going out to the park, playing catch the flag. And I'm sorry, I d- ruined you for that. Good, I mean, like, Samara was born July 5th. So they, I mean, America shoots off fireworks every year for her birthday. Well, there you, you go. I, how do you think I feel? Everyone's just celebrating Christmas when it's my birthday. Well, my, my parents boy. hardly acknowledge my birthday anymore. So at least your parents acknowledge your birthday. At least they send you a happy birthday text or something. They send me a card. They say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My family's just always good, always good with the text. Yeah, my family's not, so congratulations. Well. <laughs> you have you have a good family life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. It works. It's fine. Hot, hot coffee versus cold coffee. Wait. Oh, that's tough. I'm the t- I mean, I'm the type of person I drink with either one whenever, so it doesn't really matter. Like, the thing about cold coffee is it doesn't, like, quench. You know what I'm saying? True. Like, when you're hot, you're not thinking, I need some coffee right now, even if it's cold. Yeah. So, like, it just kind of depends on what kind of flavors you want, you know? I think hot. I think cold brew is a little bit more smooth. Yeah, that's it. Hot smooth, coffee. Smooth with all the flavors, but I get hot coffee kind of just wakes you up in the morning. Right. Or, I guess, anytime. Because it's like, ouch, that's hot. <laughs> so, I guess I need to pay attention to things. Sure. Yeah, I've had both today, and I'd say that's probably about right. Cold coffee is like a chill, like a calm down drink. Hot coffee is like a I gotta get something going. I gotta. You of course, know, then there's snap chill or whatever the heck that is. Snap chill? Yes. Don't I hear like me, bro. I hear like Rich Froning in his podcast because they have now like you know at their gym they have a coffee shop in their gym now which is pretty legit Buffalo Brew Coffee which is all really right. cool and he also has his farm so shout out to Rich Froning and. All of his amazing endeavors that he's doing. Um, snap! I, I really don't even know what snap chill is, but is it's that like, like nitro, like maybe, flash freezing. Maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah. But I mean, makes you think that they're chilling it real fast. I don't know. But he likes snap chill coffee, so I'm like, sorry, Rich. I like cold brew. And like every time I would go to Starbucks, I don't go to Starbucks anymore because Starbucks is trash. Whenever you have good friends like Chris to, you know, turn you on to the properly made coffee. So, yeah, instantly chilled coffee. We need, we need that guy from, like, the Joe Rogan show that's, like, always just Googling stuff for them. Well, I guess our producer, I could call him our producer, is out there, out in the other room working, quote-unquote working. But, you know, but anyway. Oh, yeah, you just, like. The pitchers like have you pour water in them and then freeze them, and then you brew the coffee into the frozen pitcher. Well, that sounds something like that. Well, that sounds terrible. Well, I, it sounds like you you brew like real concentrated coffee and then the water will melt, 
or the ISO melt, and then it'll like it'll dilute it to the right. So like, you have to measure it. That so. sounds stupid. Apparently, it's good. Rich Froning likes it. Yeah, Rich Froning's stupid. I'm gonna tell him. I'm not saying, Rich. I'm not calling you stupid. I'm gonna tweet him right now. Go ahead. He only has like 15 minutes on Twitter a day. So, <laughs> jokes on you. Okay, good luck getting through those 2,000 ads. 2020 though. <sighs> 20, 2020 though, dog. Like, what is this crap? I mean, I don't know. The start of 2020 was decent. What was like it? Like the first week. The, yeah, the week was good. No, it wasn't. Because we were trying to start World War Wait, III. Wait, no. Neil Peart died. Yeah, a lot of people have died this year. Regis Philbin, like, is the most recent one. But well, no, like, we'll get to him. I remember, like, New Year's week was, like, we dropped bombs on Iran. Yeah. And then they, like, shot a plane out of the air. and Yeah, Iran shot their own plane out of the air. Yeah, a bunch of dumb. But yeah, we were like trying to start World War Three, and then I don't know if we were actually trying to start World War Three. Then Kim Jong Un pretended to be dead. Everyone thought the president was gonna start World War Three. We're not talking about the president today, and probably not ever, because <laughs> I'm sick of everyone talking about the president. He's not my favorite person, but I try to support that he makes the right decisions. So if those of you listening who don't know my political views, there you go. I think I'm more libertarian. So there you go. Haters, <laughs> think you know me? I guess you don't. But I think I, well, he was just trying to—I don't know—the whole Iran thing. And then Neil Peart died, a gem to the music industry. He had a brain tumor. Did you know that? Hmm. Who had a brain tumor? Man. Yeah, I think he was sixty some sixty some years old. Didn't Mac Miller die this year? No, he's been dead. Oh. A couple of years. R.I.P. Yeah, I know. Heroin overdose. That we know of. No, I think he did his. Is that what the autopsy said? Man, I'm not trying to get into that. No, he was like getting clean and then decided to, you know, ride the white lightning again. Yeah, that's what people say. Just like, you know, Demi Lovato this past year or whatever. You know, so about Demi Lovato, she sang the national anthem for the Super Bowl, and I thought it was fantastic. And then my father-in-law had to interject. Wow, she's got fat. Rough. I'm like, Pat, you know she like is off drugs now, right? Yeah. He was like, well, she's still got a real heavy. And in my mind, I'm like, you uh, have been off the bottle for a while. You want me to make a comment about that? So I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, I'm not going to get it. But I was like, like, Demi Lovato's my girl, man. You shut up. You leave Shut your mouth you her alone. Mouth. I drive a Dodge Stratus, bro. Don't ever say that. But, you know, June, or not June, January, they started 2020. Mm-hmm. We didn't know anything about coronavirus. Right. Even though it's we been knew nothing. Even though somebody in China or some, somebody ate some bat soup, and that's where we think it came from. Well, we thought, quote, unquote, it came from. Mm-hmm. But... January. Oh, Boeing is stopping the production on their 737 Max because they keep dropping. Why? The sky. Because they keep crashing. Why? Because Boeing has their head up their butt and they're trying to save money and cut corners and not do their jobs right. Well, that happens, and then Spirit starts doing layoffs, which I was one of those affected people, mm-hmm. and then in March officially laid off and then 
in the middle of March, dun dun, coronavirus becomes a pandemic. Yeah, let's talk about that stupid crap for a minute, or twelve. Just spend the whole time on it. I mean, what are your? Th- I don't even know where to begin. It's so convoluted now. It's tough. We all thought it came from someone eating the head of a bat or something. And then I'm like, Ozzy's been doing that kind of stuff for years, and he ain't dead. Well, he's been lucky, I guess. But I think I, it's a fruit bat. It's fruit, not even fruit bat, cave bat, vampire, whatever. I think they're different. Are they really though? Yeah, I mean, fruit bats are big. They're like flying fox. They're called flying foxes. They're like. That's disgusting. Yeah, they're like, like, they're big. That's gross. Yeah, and I mean, it may not even even come directly from it. What they were saying initially was like, vi- viruses can jump species, but it's typically not direct. So like, it'll like infect, like because they had supposedly it was like an open air market, and there's just a bunch of animals just like bodies just laying on each other, and so like. It'll jump to like a species that's closer related to bats, et cetera, et cetera, and then it'll get to a species that's close enough related to humans that a virus can jump, and that's yeah, like otters. Apparently, we can get a lot of diseases from otters. So don't the otters eat. are so cute. I know. Don't be eating otters anytime soon. Jeez, I hopefully I'm not going anywhere where there's otters, and I need to survive. Yeah, or I'm dead. Yeah, or like um, mad cow disease. I'm sure we've all had a little bit of mad cow disease. There's a whole group of people that aren't allowed to donate blood anymore because of it. (laughs) So then coronavirus happens, and then more people start getting laid off. And now there's, like, record unemployment because of Boeing and coronavirus because, you know, there were more than just – there's more than just spirit doing stuff for Boeing. Yeah. So there's like 40 million people still who are in the middle of July who are laid off. And like people are going crazy. Yeah. Like now we've got riots and we've got Black Lives Matter, which will be on another episode. And we've got a whole heightened racism and we've got, well, how? I had heard Ra- someone racism has existed for a very long time. I think it's just kind of always been there. It's always been there. Yeah. And now there's a lot of people saying I mean it is true like the the dealings of politics and in the White House has just it's been what's the word I'm looking for? Amplified, I guess, because of Whoever's policies or whoever's doing what to do what, it's just heightened now. And I'm kind of tired of hearing about it. But then again, I'm kind of not tired of hearing about it because I didn't grow up typical black. So a lot of the things I'm seeing now, you know, I'm being educated on. I'm like, wait a minute, that's just not even right. Yeah. Which will be more in part two of the pandemic episode with Regis Fox. Oh, mm. Yeah, he's a good one. Like I'm being educated by my own brothers. Yeah. I'm sorry if that sounded racist. It wasn't <laughs> racist. I don't but <laughs> I think it was though. Like and then now everything's digital. School. 
Yeah. People don't even people don't even want to go back to school. It's fair, man. That's 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 where we get the flu from every year. Yeah. Like all, send them back. All nasty kids touching each other and then coming home. Yeah, I mean, send it back. Go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> I don't want I don't want people writing me and saying that this episode that I'm s- stupid heretic for wanting pe- kids to go back to school. Kids need to learn. They need to go to school. Come on. Let's just let's be real. And then we get to the meat and potatoes. This church is different. Church over the last seven months, like your life and my life has been greatly impacted by I'm not gonna say capital C church because we are the church. I'm gonna say little C church, the building. Yeah. Like I in Jan January or February I decided to leave Maranatha or maybe I'll just cut that out. But I've decided I decided to leave my church because of some stupid crap that was going on. And it was not a rash or quick decision. Like it was a decision that has been being made over months and months and months. Lots of staff transitions. And then you know, I even included yourself in that which we'll which we'll get to. But like the whole pandemic, the whole coronavirus, all of this, it's just been a, a kind of a crappy season in life. Yeah. That's fair. Like where are you where where are you at in life? It's a season of change. It's just you know, we're used to a lot of nothing and then something big happens or like, you know, a lot of small things building up to one big thing. But it's like right now it's like a lot of big things because, you know, they canceled in person school. They had most of us work from home. They, you know, grocery stores you weren't allowed to go in only you know certain times they made shortened hours and it was just like we had to pivot so quickly for everything (coughs) and then yeah and then now it's like you know three four months later when the virus actually got to kansas we're like opening everything back up and so then there's this weird and then you know everything's super politicized now because you have the people that are afraid and then you got the people that are sick of it and then you got the people that think it's overhyped and so it's just like everything is tense yeah, it's you like know you can't even sneeze in public now without somebody like trying to tackle you or telling you to go home. Like yeah, allergy season is still real. I I'm pretty sure I have a sinus infection right now, but I'm afraid to even go to the doctor. I'm just like over here clearing my throat as co- as quietly as I can because I'm afraid to full on cough because <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm worried of the way people are gonna look at me and it's it's silly because it's like it it really You're is trying like to give me coronavirus. People look at you like you have the plague. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Like. You know, it's it's not it's not taboo. You're sick. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Yeah. And like not every not everything is coronavirus or not everything is bubonic plague or not everything is swine flu, which evidently wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing. It wasn't as big as coronavirus. No, I had it. I mean, what was it? A chest infection? It was upper respiratory, but my fever was about 103 the whole time. So you were basically dead. Yeah, but I still went to class. I was a real dum-dum. I, I think I'm pretty sure it infected my entire school. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You can't sue me now. We're past the statute of limitations, I think. <laughs> but I remember it was it was rough, but I can't. I don't know. Yeah, but you were 
I forgot what you were saying because my short-term memory is really bad. But you got the people that are sick of it. You got people that are afraid. Then you've got people the whole mask, the whole mask issue. Okay, like if a it's a mandate, but it's not law. The law doesn't say you have to wear a mask everywhere you go. Fine, it's a mandate. So basically, that is meaning businesses can enforce this and right. should, and they're they're going to enforce it. And that was yeah. And that's that's what people are getting all mad about. Like, well, it, it infringes on my constitutional right. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does not infringe on any right that you have. You have businesses also have rights and they can make their own rules, right? Yeah. yeah. So. People, that I didn't want to wear a mask. I thought it was stupid. I even, I even became a member of Sam's because they weren't enforcing that crap. And then, like, three weeks later, the state of Kansas is going to have a mask mandate where businesses have to. And I'm like, well, I guess I have Costco and a Sam's membership now. Nice. Great. Double. But Sam's has way better snacks. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I bought a, I got like, a five-pound or six-pound bag of Mike and Ike's for six bucks. And it's in the second drawer of my dresser. Just All I gotta do is pull it out. Oh. Yep, just gotta pull it out and reach my hand down. I got snakes. It's oh the best. God. I'm like feel like I'm 12 years old again. That's amazing. That's the but, best part about adulting. But there, the people who, are, there's people that are walking in these stores. Like, okay, if I have to wear a mask, if we have to do this, fine. If we can't shop here, if you don't want to shop here, you gotta go somewhere else. But then there's the people who are walking in blatantly past these signs. Like, hey, the sign says. Per per Kansas ordinance or whatever, this is what we have to do. So please wear a mask when you come in here. Mm-hmm. And there's people that are just walking by, and then there's store attendants. I, I've been in these stores where they just walk right past them. Yeah, I mean, I'm they're like, getting paid eight bucks an hour. They don't want they don't want to deal with that. I mean, even going into like Walmart or Dillon's or anything like that, people walking right past. Like it's my right to not wear a mask. Okay, but the business is saying you need to do this, and we will refuse your service. Right. I haven't seen anything yet, but I tried to ask somebody at Dylan's like, hey, how y'all letting this slide? If we all have to wear these and there's people that aren't wearing these, how are you letting this slide? And she honestly didn't know what I was talking about, which is kind of stupid. Well, I've heard it said, too, that I think it's 85% threshold is what they're looking for, for, like, vaccination, but also for, like, mask use. If you can get an 85% majority of people doing it, it has almost the same effective rate as everybody doing it really so like if even if there's the 15 percent of people who like can't get vaccinated or won't get vaccinated if you have 85 percent of people do it it'll it, it should work that's granted the vaccine actually works and doesn't like make a bunch of zombies but what's actually in the vaccine probably that like weakened or dead virus dna i mean anyway still on still on the mass thing with coronavirus like we've got People who aren't doctors telling us that they kind of basically are doctors when they're not. Yeah. Like Bill and Melinda Gates who are saying, go get vaccinated because this is the right thing to do, but they don't vaccinate their kids? I don't know anything about that. Yeah, they don't. Bill and Melinda Gates do not vaccinate their kids but they're calling for mass vaccination. That seems two-sided. Yeah. Seems a little bit weird. 
that they're funneling lots of money into the Ru- we're not going to get into that i'm not getting into that's that. a rabbit hole we are not oh going into the rabbit hole on this podcast i felt the lights going dim any any more or ever if i ever have on this podcast but this this whole this whole season has just been blah is that is that sum it up pretty much? Yeah, I keep telling, I keep telling. I'm Brooke, trying not I'm like, to, I'm trying not to swear on this podcast. I got other listeners. I feel like, I feel like 2021 is just not going to happen. You know, like I right. feel like 1231 2020, the lights are going to go off, the curtains are going to close, and that's it. Because it's like, I feel like we're just ramping up for the end. Well, I mean, the Pentagon has even said that we got like UFOs and aliens. Ain't no one talking about that. That was fun. Yeah. Well, it's not even like aliens. It's like they have no idea what it is. They just have to be like, it's probably aliens because it's nothing we know. And yeah, and it's like everybody, well, according to Joe Rogan, apparently everyone that's seen them, people just like laugh it off. But a bunch of people have seen them. Hey, remember that one time Mel Gibson said that Hollywood, little rabbit hole, Hollywood was like a cesspool like 10 years ago and everyone laughed at that guy. Look who look who are the dum dums now. Look all of us. Now. We're all the dum dums. Yeah. What a year. It's almost like I didn't want to pull back the curtain because now you see how terrible everything is. Well, you kinda took the red pill a little bit. I mean once you once you research one little tiny thing, it just pulls you in and then you're just in. I mean, I've taken like eighty five red pills. Man. So the world the world isn't just now getting terrible. It's, it's, it's done, always well done been terrible. Hasn't always been terrible, but it's mostly been terrible. Slowly de-escalating. Well, yeah. entropy. Yes, that's enough of the rabbit hole. But being out of being out of church for six months—that was you know, like my 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 initial plan was to like take a break for like six weeks, four to six weeks. That really bl- grew, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Like that was that was bad. Like, granted, I had my new church, Life Church, and you know I was doing Life Church online. And that was great, but it just wasn't the same. Yeah, I I was missing corporate worship. I was missing being in the building, a good building, with great leadership, a great pastor, and you know a, a great worship team, like. Walking in, like I just felt the presence of of Jesus walking into that place. And I'm like, what what did it for me? Going to this church and being back in the church, which it was the first time, and then however many months later, now we're back because you know churches had to close, and then there's that whole big thing. The pastor, the campus pastor, said, if you have a need that hasn't been met in your life, a financial need. As the bucket passes you, if there's free floating cash in that bucket, take it out and go meet your need. Yeah. I almost lost my mind. Yeah, man. I, I did lose my mind. <laughs> I looked at Chris. I said, did he really just freaking say that? He said, yeah. I said, no, he didn't. He said, yeah, he did. Life Church is set up to do that because they actually care about people. They're responsible financials, yeah. Yes. And I said, oh, my gosh. They do full board Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Oh, I don't even want to talk about Dave Ramsey, bro. Yeah. Craig Rochelle still drives a 1984 Datsun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he does. Yeah, he and Stephen Furtick. No, Stephen Furtick's driving a Benzo. Yeah. Or a, or a Trailhawk. 
Where new, he probably already has a Bronco. Nice. He probably already has a 2022 Bronco. Rolling up. Oof. So. But um, I guess that was kind of like the meat and potatoes of this episode. But like, I do not like everything being so virtual. It's it's weird. It's funny too. I was noticing the other day, or just contemplating on it. It's interesting how, and this can get rabbit hole if you want it to. But it's interesting how we, at least in some areas, were set up to do this. Like, yeah, it's weird, huh? I was thinking about it. I was like, Dylan's, like Dylan's Walmart. All these, they had this huge push for cl- click list back in twenty eighteen. I think I was I was part of the team that went through and redid the inside of Dylan's stores for like click lists and stuff. And I thought it was real interesting how it's like all these stores started to go to more of virtual shopping. And granted, part of it was due to Amazon because people started to get used to that two day model, that shopping online model. But the other part of it was like, how fortunate that they were ready for this, you know? And then there's other places like, you know, the school districts had no idea what to do. Like they had, you know, they have all the resources and stuff to teach online, but they, weren't ready for it and then too like with my job like all of our computers all of our computers have vpns like we're we're set up to work from anywhere at any time and so when we shut down like we didn't have to shut down it was a it was like a team by team thing like they're like if you want to go work at home do it but we have vpns we just you know started working at home and we were ready to go and i I was like how interesting two things how interesting that we were ready for it even though we weren't and then how interesting that we could have been doing this this whole time and we haven't. Holy crap. You know? Yeah. What? I was just thinking, like, how much money could we save freaking not having to redo Kellogg every six months because 80% of the Wichita workforce are working at home? You know? What? How much money could we be spending on, like, actual real important things, not infrastructure, if my trip to work every day is coming down the stairs to my desk versus driving somewhere, you know? And that work on Kellogg got done really quick, didn't it? It it did in some spots, yeah. As like the average Kansas construction will probably take three to four years. Yeah. I think that was done, that whole, that new project, and the, I'm talking about like near Costco, like Web. Yeah. yeah, took like what, eight months. Yeah, but then it, but then during That's the crazy. during the shutdown, they didn't work at all, which I thought that would have been a perfect time to work. Yeah, that would have been perfect. They knew. There's a movie. There's a movie, and I hate I hate saying this, but it's an Asian movie. It's called, I hated saying that. It's called Parasite. I think it is. It's back it in twenty. Was it made back in twenty eighteen? Is it the Korean one? Mm-hmm. That won a bunch of stuff. That talked about coronavirus. Oh, I don't know. There's a there's an Asian movie, and I again I hate saying that it's Asian. Just it, it, it is. Uh, um, talked about coronavirus. Hmm. It talked about there's there's a clip I found on Instagram. It was it was a clip of this movie talking about coronavirus. And what it is, and how to, and how to, uh, not vaccinate. What, what is it? The antibiotics for it and everything. That was back. That was two, I think, two years ago. Hmm. That the movie was based in. How crazy is that? 
that they were just talking about. They were talking like, about it. And that's that's what throws me off too. Is it like was was coronavirus planned or was it so? I know, and that's the, that's the prevalent thought. But or or was it so likely to happen that we were talking about it and then it happened? Because you know, there's that what 2015 TED talk that Bill Gates did when he's talking about a global pandemic. I think Fauci had one too, where they spoke and they were talking about a global pandemic, and it basically unfurled the way coronavirus did. You know, and it's like, was it so likely to happen? Were we so just prime for a world pandemic? That's sorry, that's redundant. A pandemic that it just happened the way they said it did. The other way, we're gonna get a little political here for a second, and I hate doing it. Oh God! But would this have happened if Hillary Clinton would have won? Do you think that coronavirus would be here if, in in this extent, I guess you could say, if Hillary Clinton would have won the presidency because we had uh, swine flu, we had bird flu. And we didn't have this. It wasn't we had Ebola. It wasn't worldwide pandemic like it is right now. Yeah. But just because Donald Trump, the worst man in American history, <laughs> evidently, the the most racist piece of nothing, the womanizing whatever he is, the worst businessman known to mankind, the scum of the earth, won the presidency. You think? You think? Think about it. Yeah, I think about that because, I mean, we had all the different outbreaks, and like, w- w- there was SARS and MERS that didn't really make it here, which were a coronavirus type, if I if I'm remembering correctly. And then there was Ebola. Yeah, people lost their minds about that. But then like swine flu and avian flu, I think they just weren't an H1N1. Yeah, yeah. I think they just weren't as contagious. I think that this what this. And supposedly the virus has mutated about eight times before sure. it got here. So there's a bunch of different strains now, too. But I think it was just that this has a higher coronaviruses typically have a higher contagiousness rate than other viruses do because it has the ability to, to survive outside of a host for a longer period of time. But doesn't it but can, but can it not survive in like higher temperatures of like 75 degrees? I don't think that's I think that's unfounded. Oh. I think that was what they were hoping for, and it didn't really turn out. Of course, if it can survive in temperatures higher than, like, if it can't survive, I'm sorry, in temperatures higher than, like, 80 degrees and spend, like, a bajillion degrees outside, then theoretically it should be gone. Right, and it's it's not. But it isn't. We've got, like, Arizona is going through it right now, and that's hottest balls. Yeah. And Florida. Yeah. Of course, they're the redheaded stepchild of America. God. Sorry, everyone living in Florida, but your state is not that smart. It's it's the trash compactor of the United States. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I I don't know that and I, that's kind of part of the problem is that a lot of people were assuming that it's like the flu, where you know during the summer months it kind of takes a break. But I think the fallacy there is that during the summer you're more likely to be socially distant quote quote than you would be normally like when you're in the winter you're in school your kids are you know playing around with each other they're just real up in everybody's business but you're also like inside buildings yeah because when it's 20 degrees you're not trying to be having a barbecue yeah and then when you're you know with large people 
or l- not large people, mm-hmm. large groups of people, like sure. in school or in college, and someone gets sick, it gets it just gets transferred. Yeah. So why are we staying inside? I think the idea is that you're staying home more than staying inside. But yeah. But, would, but manufactured air isn't as good for you as fresh air from outside, with the trees. That's fair. And the grass, and the sun, which is extremely important to your body anyway. Right. Well, vitamin D is pretty vital to your health. Right. Go outside. I mean, I try to take my daughter outside. I mean, it's been outlandishly hot <laughs> for like 20 or 30 minutes in the morning, and that's it. Because yeah. if she goes outside for longer than 20 minutes, then when it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, then she's going to be a, a mess for the rest of the day. So, like, yeah. would this would this have happened if Hillary Clinton would have won? Think about it all the time. I don't think it would have. I don't think so. I think I think she would have been quick to shut stuff down because I think she wouldn't have looked at it from a fiscal perspective. And I think that might be one of the downfalls of Trump is because he has a business background. He's thinking about dollars. Yeah. He's thinking about the economy and it's mm-hmm. being lost. Whereas Hillary, being a Democrat, she's naturally more geared towards you know minorities and, t- and stuff like that. And so she's going to be thinking about the people impact versus the economic impact. Yeah. So I and I mean, I don't know. It, it's all conjecture at this point. Like, there's really no way to know. Or maybe she would have, you know, bungled it entirely, and the U.S. would be a hotbed of infection. Of course, she she'd be in prison for Benghazi anyway. But among other she things, she would have she would have gotten it easy. Guantanamo Bay, Hillary down there, she would have had all kinds. Well, of I mean, Epstein probably isn't really dead either. You don't think? Yeah, I don't know. I heard Jelaine Masmo killed herself next week. Oh, yeah, she killed herself next week? Yeah. Yeah? She accidentally hung herself in her. Mm-hmm. It was, it's, yeah, we won't, <laughs> we, we won't, we won't go there. Man. Church. That's one of the things I wanted to talk about. All right, let's do it. Church. Why do people get burned so bad? Because they figure things out that go on behind the scenes and they get sick of it. And then they talk to their friends about it instead of the actual pastor. And then the pastor says they're wrong. Is that it? This feels very on the nose. I think, I think, I think, <laughs> I think the problem is, is that we've, we've defined what church is and it's no longer what it was. And so like church goes on behind the scenes, like the, the pastor and the elders and stuff, they make decisions and then the church follows it. Lowercase c church. We're talking yeah, yeah. lowercase c church. Every church has its own governing body of pastors, deacons, elders, whatever you want to call them. And they make the decisions. And, you know, the church at large is more or less left out of those decisions until it comes to some sort of voting process. And I think, you know, the problem is, is then there's no ownership. Like right. the general body then, you know, they get to vote on stuff maybe once a year at the board meeting or at the business meeting, but you know, there's no ownership. Right. It's like, you know, if I go see a movie, I don't like the movie, I get a refund because I didn't help make the movie. I just right. chose to go watch the movie and I didn't like it. And that's that's the problem with the little. still get a refund? I don't like the movie, get a refund? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Oh, snap. I, I, if you watch the entire movie, no, but I think if it's like in the first 30 minutes, I think it's different for every place. But oh, yeah. okay. But that's that's the problem is that we've made church a production. We've made it entertainment and there's no ownership. And that's like that's why Life Church's model is real good because they they get you get you going, get you plugged in real fast. But also like just the small C church, like you lose the intentionality of it. 
because it's a service that you're being provided, you have the option of whether or not you want to serve. Yeah. Whereas like one of the big things that Brooke did during the pandemic. And he, w- and he was saying that Live Church is good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's something good. That good that they do is yeah. that they plug in fast. But like one of the things that Brooke did during the pandemic was like um, <laughs> she had started right. Her goal at the beginning of the year was she was going to have lunch with all the kids. And she did one lunch and then the stay at home thing happened and she had to shut it down. So then what she started doing was she would go to kids' houses and she would hide stuff in their front yard. And she was like, she wore a mask, she wore gloves. She was out here in our living room at like 11 o'clock at night, like running Lysol wipes over all the things that she hid in their yard. And she would like go and she'd leave everything, put a sign on the door, ring the doorbell and leave. And like that connection, you know, that's what like parents were so excited about. She's excellent. Your wife is excellent at doing stuff like that. Yeah. And she she basically runs her church she runs she runs the world no but it was like that was her thought immediately it was like how can i still minister to these kids without having them in church right and i think that's the problem is it's like we our end game is getting people inside the building and there's no intentionality behind it like we're like well you can't get saved until you get down to my church at such and such address and and you know we're we're trying to make the church do the work for us like Mm -hmm. ministry in people's lives is about connection and intentionality and you know depth like we we just recently met our neighbors over here but it's like all of a sudden you know we're we know their names and it's like we can go chat with them now and that's that's the connection is like yep i'm not going to invite them to our church because it's like they live an alternate lifestyle and they're not going to come you know but that's you know but they'll talk to us like we're their neighbors and and you know and they respect who we are and you know, that's that's the opportunity right there. Yeah. And they probably already know there's something different about you. Exactly. Because we even we hit their house like they had a couple of kids living with them. And so Brooke went over there and hit stuff in their yard, too. And they're like, it's not their kids. But they saw that they saw that what we did and they saw that, like, throughout the pandemic, we were thinking about other people. And that's that's the difference maker is that people want to feel needed, wanted and loved. And right with a church you don't always get that because you're one of however many people in a seat yeah they have some churches just trying to fill a seat yeah i get i get what you said about intentionality and depth and you know that's one of the reasons one of the one might be a small reason and it's kind of a, kind of a medium reason that i left the church that you go to is because the pastor was a flake i'm just gonna say it the pastor was a flake like I would ask him and he would ask me to do things and I would say, okay, I'm ready and let's, let's meet here or let's do this. And he would say, I, he has other things to do. Hmm. So I'm like, dude, you asked me to, for example, we, he asked me to read a book together and I'm like, all right, bet. I got it on, uh, audible and I'm going to listen to the first chapter and let's meet and talk about the first chapter. Months went by and he never said anything. And I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Hmm. Nothing. Yeah. And that, I mean, that, that's a, it points out another big problem with our churches or our church model today is like the one pastor approach, you know, like maybe this isn't entirely the, the case for you, but like one pastor for 500, a thousand people, there's no way, nope. you know, like you can't be intentional with, you know, a thousand people every week. Nope. It's a, it's a tough, it's a tough cycle. Like I always think about like my girls, their grandma has 16 grandkids and she works three jobs. You know, so they see their grandma once every two months, and that's the most she can see them. 
Yeah. You know, she'll she takes a day off so she can see her grandkids. That's crazy. And yeah, and but that's but that's exactly and it's like but now imagine that at 500 people. Yeah. Like plus doing your job like there's no way. Well, there was one pastor. He was really he, good at that. And that's he's he's an exception. I I hear stories about that, but that's he ugh, that's truly giving your entire life to this church. And it's just not maintain sustainable for a lot of people. But that's again that's that goes back to that intentionality of like picking you know bro i saw his calendar once it was to a t an hour here two hours here hour and 45 minutes here home yeah I was like, that's that's guy. a tightrope i don't care to walk but good on him yeah he's he was the man yeah. and i know you're going through it too you're you are in the spot i was in in december and i hate it and i hate that you're in that spot is what i mean yeah. Yeah. Like, I just I didn't even want to walk into the church building that I was going to and even make eye contact with pastor cuz he was just a dumb dumb. <laughs> yeah. The things the things he said, the things he did, his choices that he made, that was only there at that time for two people. And then once that person said they were stepping down, I knew it was my time to go. Yeah. And the man told me that I did not hear from God. And it was right then and there that I knew I was making the right decision to leave. Hmm. That's rough. Because I hope you're listening to this. God does not only speak through pastors. Let me say it again for people who weren't listening. God does not speak only through pastors. He doesn't. Do you agree or you disagree? No, I, I fully agree. I think God can speak through a two-year-old child. Yeah. Well, I was driving to Costco one day. This was months ago during when I, I got laid off and then coronavirus in the, in the start. We're driving to Costco, and my daughter says, don't worry, Daddy. I said, what would you say? Like, don't worry, Daddy. And I said, okay, I won't worry. Hmm. I mean, I'm worrying just because that's just who yeah. I am. But she said, don't worry, Daddy. And that's all she's got for you. That's all she had for me. Yeah. God, God spoke through you, hasn't he? Yeah. He speaks through your wife, right? I yeah. mean, I know your wife's sort of kind of technically a pastor, but God speaks through your neighbors, doesn't he? Yeah. He doesn't just speak through pastors. He doesn't just speak through people in authority. The, the the notion that God only speaks to pastors is stupid. And I hope the person I'm talking about hears this because you need to hear this. I'm not going to call you on the phone and tell you that, but you need to hear this. I hope you listen to this episode and you get a dose of reality. It, does, it just doesn't happen. God spoke to Mary. She wasn't a pastor, didn't he? She's venerated now, though. She what? So she's venerated now, though. She's in every <laughs> Catholic church. But I hate you going. I hate that you're going through this, and I hope you get through it. Like I know you, I know you probably don't even want to step into a church building. I get it. I I learned a long time ago to not hitch my wagon to any one church. Like, you know, I I feel a deeper calling on my life that's not fulfilled by a church. Sure, it's, absolutely. And it's not like it's not by my own works necessarily, but it's by the stuff that I do. Yeah. 
and it's like if i if i try to put the label of a church on the things that i do it's inevitably going to fail right and so yeah church church is just kind of where god has me at the moment and i mean right now it's it's where i'm at but it may not always be there sorry i'm looking for i i heard what you said and i'm i'm looking for like something light lighter to in this episode, it always on. goes so dark. Yeah, I don't. Well, it's because we, it's because we're buddies and we can get deep with each other. I think so. No, <laughs> we're buddies. <laughs> I'm just gonna just yeah. maybe cut that out. The guys after me then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah. Hashtag the office. I was looking for something you know light to end this on because we always get pretty deep. But I, I just don't. Let's see. NBC News. This is this is news with news. News with Jordan, or tell me something good with Jordan. What hap- What what good has happened in your life in the last month? Something good has happened, man. So um, I'll say nothing because I know something's happened. I I don't know. I'm get like without giving away too much, and it's this is really it's more of a silver lining than something good. But like things are going places with us being able to adopt our kids. That's fantastic. Like all of them, yeah. And so you know, it's terrible because it's like it's we're making the best of a bad situation. But at the same time, it's, it's a relief. Cause I, I was telling one of my coworkers the other day, it's like the hardest part for me about being a parent is knowing that there's a potential. I may not be a parent one day. Yeah, that's kind of scary. You know, it's like when you, when your kids are born from you, it's like, there's very few things that can take them away as like, and that's, that's a knock on DCF. You heard me because you need to be d- taking better care of these kids out here. But child <laughs> services. Yeah. Is, is garbage it's it needs to change it's the whole system but you know like i've last two and a half years i've poured not i mean money at minimum but like i've learned to love outside of myself i've you know i've poured resources into these kids like i'm i'm doing the best i can by them it's like and that's what that's what dads do yeah the only thing dad can do but then knowing that there's a potential it's not final that it's not permanent that it's like these this could just be a, a, ser- a season in my life that if and if that happens i'm not saying it's going to happen and i hope it doesn't happen if that happens we'll go to a junkyard and we'll <laughs> just flip things over until yeah. our heart's content yeah but that that's the good news is that things are moving in our direction that's fantastic praise the lord just because i don't know it's like I said, it's scary. Like you know, you don't think about your kids going away, but but when it, when when the one of the fears happens to you, then it becomes real. Yeah. Something something lighter. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a good thing that was happening. That's a good thing that's happening in my life. Things are going good. I mean, I I'm doing good at my job. I think they haven't written me up or fired me yet so that's nice that's always a plus yeah I paid off my jeep yee yee i have my title i gotta go i gotta go to the dmv i hate room room i go to the dmv and take the lien holder off but like you know things are moving and yeah, that's I what i was talking about too talking about hey, you want to go together Just sure have a dmv date let's do it dad date dad date yeah let's go hang out at the dmv let's we, do it we gotta get uncle mr regis in on that too regis hey regis go Change the title on Uncle your Uncle Mr. Reed, just go pay off your car. We're about to go to DMV. <laughs> just real, real quick. Yeah. Pony up, bro. Shameless plug for Regis. He works for New York Life. So if anyone listening needs any financial help or advice, 
Hit up my buddy. He's on Regis it. Fox in Wichita, Kansas. New York Life. Boom. Hit it. Yeah, he's on it, too. New York Life is not a sponsor of this podcast. They got a bunch of great services, though. They, yeah, they do. California woman dreamed about eating her engagement ring, and she woke up, and she really did it. Oh. This is NBC News. I'm not sure. Let's see. Oh, this is old. Dang it. But it's, it's like a year old, but I'm going to read it anyway. The caption under, it says, I popped that sucker off, put it in my mouth, and swallowed it with a glass of water, Jenna Evans wrote on the Facebook post. On Tuesday, Jenna Evans was on a high-speed train that was racing down the tracks, her fiancé by her side, when some bad guys appeared, she said. There was only one way to protect her 2.4-carat diamond engagement Good ring, so she it. swallowed it, and that's what Evans did. I have to continue reading. I popped that sucker off. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then she woke up. This girl's dreaming. And I'm not even going to finish that story because that's so outlandish. That's sad that that's news. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. It kind of is funny. But, I mean, the how are you going to get that out? No, you just got to pass it. 2.4 carats? 2.4 carats. So our intestines are worth lots of money. Heart hurt a little bit. The German chocolate factory spill makes for a sweet street. Oh Ugh. my goodness! This is 2018. Why am I finding all these old? How is so? It's, so it's basically Sweetums, probably. Yeah. <laughs> the slow moving. Firefighters in the town of Whirl. This is December 12, 2018. Firefighters in the town of Whirl in western Germany tackled an unusual emergency late on Monday when a tank from a local firm making liquid chocolate overflowed and poured onto the street. About a ton of chocolate ran out into the yard and from there onto the street, a spokesperson for the World Fire Department said. Firefighters closed off the street and shoveled the chocolate about 108 square feet on the one side before a specialist cleaning company came out and cleaned the rest. Despite this heartbreaking incident, yeah, heartbreaking that there's chocolate everywhere is an unlike it is unlikely that a chocolate free Christmas is imminent in world wow good job Jeremy what what do you even do with like the cleanup crew what this brought a few people out and they start eating or how do you how would up? I would well I'd get sick so fast well I mean was it was it good chocolate was it was Cadbury. it was it Garaldi or was it like it's German bro the 90% cacao was it the terrible box chocolate? Box. Or was it like semi-sweet or was it just... It's almond bark. Like you said, <laughs> complimentary white chocolate almond bark. <laughs> oh, man. Let's, let's figure this out. Let's figure this out right now live. We'll do it live. Um, stay safe. Remember, happiness is a choice. And um, go get tested for STDs and IQs and covid and everything stay vigilant have your cat spayed and neutered mm -hmm. amen r.i.p regis philbin <sighs> and jeffrey epstein did not kill himself mm -hmm. goodbye everybody oh that didn't work hold on